है with our 69th episode nice <laughs> oh i was going to tell you cuz i already mentioned it to you um it was about how you uh there was a monty python moment that i didn't understand right oh yes biggest dickus i've heard of that before somehow yeah but not sussesamogus yeah that was just a parody of biggest dickus ah okay that makes sense yeah. and um I was trying to tell you about how I didn't get to watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail because just as we were watching it, the power went out for a week. Hurricane yeah, Sandy, and then right we re- and then we realized that we're old because Hurricane Sandy was a decade ago, ten years ago. Yeah, I think if I remember Hurricane Sandy correctly, that was high school, I think. Yeah, it would have been our junior year. Yeah, it was high year. school, and uh, ended up having to crash at my cousin's house mm. about an hour away from us to like sleep in a warm place but we got like dunkin donuts like for like three days in a row in the morning so that was fun that was nice yeah i can imagine i can't imagine um go, like going back into work like that next day from something like that either mm. like any kind of job almost like from that going back in after being closed for so long the people yeah. that had to like because what was it? I I came home from actually a semester at Ryder, I remember, and um, it was for spring break, but there was uh-huh. snow. Oh, really? Wow. And it had snowed, I think. Yeah, it was when we were rooming together, and um, tree in front of my house had fallen over, knocked out yeah. power lines, and my house had no power as I was coming home for spring break. Be- cool. Like, there's so much, like, opposite and wrong with, like, it's spring break for one, and you having snow yeah that's just where it starts that's just where the beginning of problems and everything are but we're got we gotta stay away from problems we gotta get to some nicest enjoyment time because once again we're on episode 69 here of where are we oh oh right. uh well Wait. first i'll tell you that uh i'm uh i'm jordan and i'm jared and welcome back to the jane just Curecast podcast fully loaded edition Mm. A podcast about uh, who cares? We we care. We care. My my uh my the way I just said my name there, Jared. Jared. Oh my gosh, it's stuff we care about. And if it's stuff that you don't care about, you can check the time codes inscription that Jared lovingly takes the time to write out after this while editing. But tonight we're talking about things like uh reflecting on uh the our favorite memories of the now sadly dearly departed Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. May rest uh, in peace. Bandai trying to steal my money again. And we got our double main event, I guess, of we both saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We're going to give our thoughts on that. And our predictions for AEW's Full Gear, which is happening in like two days. Yep, I'm going. It's happening right by us. Yes. It is going to be a a night and i it it better not be a night though that it ends super duper duper late again 
Well, I mean, so far, what's the card like? It's got, like, aside from not counting, the main card was, like, 10 matches? That's not too bad. Currently, it's 10. That's a good amount of matches. That's true. I mean, like, I feel like we've seen maybe more from an AEW show before. Like, at least 15, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's true, yeah. We're Including still got pre-show, I think, so hopefully it'll be kept a little bit brief. Exactly. I kind of hope that we that they take the Eliminator tournament off the card. I get that they kind of yeah. deserve to be on the card, but, like... It's a lot. I, keep keep it as a keep it as something to bring in the uh, TV viewership. I guess so. Yeah, because more people are going to see it on the TV than more likely like the buy-in. I, yeah. I would think. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. Almost no one in here do I see beating John Moxley or MJF. No, so, definitely not. Yeah, this tournament isn't going to go anywhere. No offense. Oh, the final is going to be on Dynamite now. Okay, then. Next week's Dynamite. Okay, so. I think it's so it's gonna be Lance Archer and Ricky Starks tomorrow night, and then that the winner of that faces Brian Cage for uh to face to face Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. Cages and pages. Uh. Anyway, starting off with one of the things we usually like to start off with, it's time for some J and J travels. Yeah. Didn't do a lot of traveling this weekend. I I mean this is kind of work ish related, I guess, but uh. I had on uh, Friday last week, I went to a, like a company dinner party, which was celebrating our 40th anniversary, which was last year <laughs> because of the pandemic and stuff. 40 and years. Trying to, yeah, 40 years. It was a big, everyone was invited to come from across our three offices across the country. And we all got together at... Um, a hotel. It was just a little nice little dinner at some fi- at a uh, decent little venue. Yeah, there's some karaoke that was sun. Uh, there was a miniature snowman building contest, which I Ooh. which I just decided screw it. I'm gonna make two, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you win? Uh, no, I don't think I won anything. I was gonna but say it was just it was just fun to do, and it also like got me a little more comfortable in that in a big social gathering. So ah. that helped. And then uh, we had a we had dinner. Uh, steak was okay in parts. Mm. It was a little red on some parts, unfortunately, so I didn't eat all of it. Oh, you're not a red meat guy. No, I I like I like I like pink. Fair, very fair. I, I like my I ordered steak, so it's like yeah. I, I like it medium or medium rare. But exactly. it was like it was starting to get it was starting to border not on bright red, but like in between like safe medium pink and and red so i'm like i don't know mm. it was kind of sus i think my aunt likes it to be a little red she or as she likes to be it pronounced mooin i think mm, okay to which apparently that's an actual thing i thought it meant like mooin like a cow is still basically alive <laughs> <laughs> something it, like that it might be a real thing i could be wrong i don't remember mm. i don't know chat if, yeah. if mooin is a is an actual word let me know i, I, I can't remember yeah, so it was just uh, it was just a nice night. Me and a couple coworkers actually bonded over some uh, Formula One talk about the season as a whole, which uh, which was actually nice. It's, it was nice to find uh, something of interest that w- comment of interest that uh, we both had, and hopefully this is a hopefully he starts coming into the office more often. He does come in like once every other week, but like most of the offices like gotten used to like remote work and stuff like that, and we're not pushing super hard for everyone to come back mm-hmm. to the office like now that we're the policy still like look if you just want to 
uh, work remotely from home for whatever reason, you absolutely can. That's up to you. But you're always welcome in the office as well. So that was just my travels event, I guess, that I did. So Hell yeah. All I yeah. did really was, uh, other than going to my normal Staten Island trip that I get, do to go see my girlfriend, mm-hmm. I, uh, I went ice skating uh, yesterday. Cool. It was a lot of fun. I hadn't gone ice skating in a while. It was a nice little free skate. There was only me, my friend who invited me, and two other people on the rink, mm. which was kind of nice. Because we got to talk and catch up on stuff. That felt really good. Mm. Um, so shout out to Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're awesome. Let's uh, known you since we're since our moms were both pregnant with us. Uh, mm. Wow. I know, right? And um, it was a lot of fun. I don't really. I I like ice skating a lot, but like, it's not something I go do often. And to to the point, well, it's it's something that enough that where I could like I have the skill still and I can go around the ice quickly enough. Yeah, but like I can't. I'm not like I don't can't do any tricks or anything like that. Like, no, like, definitely. I'm, I'm I'm like you would be scared to jump, right? Like, I actually I'm scared can to, jump. Like, even jump. Okay, then I did jump. I didn't do it yesterday, but I have jumped like done like a quick like up and down like on the ice with both my feet. Yeah, but, like, literally, it's, like, me and Madison are talking. I'm going forward, and she's, like, skating backwards. I'm, like, how are you doing this? Yeah, that makes me, yeah, that, that, that makes me nervous. Like, for me like, personally, it's, like, uh, We're talking about a serious topic right now, and all of a sudden, you're going backwards on me. And, like, I'm worried you're going to hit the wall. <laughs> yeah. And she, I mean, for me, it's, like, I'm afraid I'm going to jump, and I'm, my, I'm going to land on my skates, but this, but the skates are going to stay right on the ice and indent themselves in the ice and i'm gonna go forward without them what do you prefer uh ice skating or rollerblading uh i think i prefer rollerblading a little bit i don't know but i think it's a little more fun but roller skating is more fun because it's like you can slide on the ice even if you fall even you fall it's funnier because you slide for a good I think, I think it depends, really, like, because I think I'd rather rollerblade on, like, a rink there. Mm. Like, you know, where it's, like, nice and more solid uh, ground and not, like, because, like, I rollerbladed outside before, like, in a neighborhood or something. But, and, uh, oh, my God, remember when I had those rollerblades for, like, a second at the beginning of sophomore year? I think so, yeah. I yeah, remember I, we had those. I bought them from our friend, from our friend uh, Megan or Mage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bought them from Mage, and uh, I think I wore them, like, the next day, uh, freshman year, wore them the next day uh, at the radio station, where I was suddenly as tall as people, <laughs> as a lot of other people at the time, and um, and then I brought them back the next year, where I barely used them, might have thrown okay. them out pretty quickly, because they weren't actually lined up very well with the skate. Oh, okay. Yeah, Either that or I was just schmucky. I guess for ice skating. Like, you have to dress up a little bit more warmly, but, like, you can go... I feel like I just... I prefer going faster on the ice skates than rollerblades. Or at least I've never been in a situation where I can really go fast on rollerblades. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, yeah, another benefit for roller skating, I guess, is that, like, when once you get out of the rink, you can't really go very fast, like, without mm-hmm. busting your ass. You can just sort of walk around. Whereas rollerblading, you get idiots that just crash into each other. Oh, yeah, a lot more. Like, they step up. They don't know when to stop. They don't know how to stop. Yeah, that's the problem. True. They got the brakes on them. There's many a birthday party when we go to like a bowling alley slash rollerblade alley, and I've seen two kids collide, and it's pretty fun. I've never seen a combo of rollerblading and bowling though. That's different. 
Yeah, like one half, I think one half was the bowling alley, the other half was rollerblading. I can't remember what the place was. I did two times have rollerblading birthday parties, I think, because they were just mm-hmm. was nearby the roller, uh, one of the roller rinks, and it was just an easy birthday party. Yep. It is what it is. Moving on from there, we move into what we are going to get to our main stuff to talk about now today, where we want to first um, give tribute to the life of uh, Batman, Kevin yes. Conroy. Yeah, sadly passed away earlier this week. It was uh, apparently, yeah, I just looked at it, it was uh, intestinal cancer, I believe. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and he, and he, and from what I understand, like, he never publicly said that he was sick. Mm, just like Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, which is another, similar to that, yeah. Another good connection for later, which is weird, but negative, but, or kind sad. Of yeah. Yeah, it's it's sad that we've lost the guy. He died at 66 years old. Um, obviously, Kevin Conroy was most famous for voicing uh, Batman over the years. Uh, started voicing him in 1992 in the animated series, uh, and his last role as Batman was actually this year in the Multiverses game. Oh my god, in Multiverses. Yeah, with all the Warner Brothers stuff. So he voiced Batman for... 30 years. Exactly 30 years as Batman. Yeah, that's kind of insane. Um, For me personally, I think I got a toss-up of, like, um, there's obviously, like, many great lines. I think my one of my favorite ones, Loki, was... It was one of the Justice League episodes where he where Batman ejects out of his, uh, his Batwing or Batplane or whatever and just says, Attention all Justice Leakers, and I'm paraphrasing here, Attention all Justice Leakers, I could use some air support because I can't fly. And I'm falling. And I'm falling. <laughs> now would be good. And of course, Superman comes in at the last second. Just to, to get him. him. And he's so calm while he's just, it's just like a normal call in. He's just like, I can't fly at all. <laughs> it's like, just imagine the rest good. of the conversation. Like, what would it actually have been like, guys, help me. Guys, guys. <laughs> yeah. Clark. Clark, Clark. Quick being a dick and help me. <laughs> yeah. Lots um, of clips keep coming up for me too of like Batman stuff of like, Batman being the only one that think that Spider Man that Superman was still alive. Um, Batman being suspicious of um, a Martian man, the Martian Manhunter, I think, or someone other, some other character. Lots of different Batman clips from the Kevin Conroy's time as the character have come up for me on Facebook or Instagram and anything like. And it's just a delight to see. And I don't know. I want to go back and watch a lot of some of those like big classic ones. Or, like at least I know I want to watch Justice League someday. I need to yeah. watch that shit. I would say what I think. Oh, yeah. Batman Mask of the Phantasm has like a really varied performance for him. Not just his him playing as like the Batman side, but also the Bruce Wayne side, because it goes into sort of grief and a crossroads at some point in Bruce's life about him not going down that path of vengeance. Mm. I won't really say what else. Also, I enjoyed him playing Batman during the Arkham, the Arkham video games, like all, all throughout. Um, great series great series of video games great series of games i loved him as old man bruce in batman beyond oh that was Uh, always so entertaining as just a surly old man and i really loved him and in like this mentor role i thought it was really interesting to see for a change but yeah you look at his like that man made a career off of that and he wasn't even uh initially a voice actor to start he 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 did a lot of theater work before yeah yeah, I'm seeing right here he was in a performance of Hamlet. He's done Lolita, a Midsummer Night's Dream, and Eastern. I know two or three of these. I didn't. I don't know this mm-hmm. last one, Eastern Standard. Never heard of it. But mm-hmm. a Midsummer Night's Dream is a 
big class. It's an old. Oh, it's an old William Shakespeare one. Yeah, a, more. It's Shakespeare, I guess. Oh wait, Lolita is not Shakespeare. My bad. That is a play adapted by. What, like the old, anime stuff? It's an old book. No, it's an old book from 1955 that uh, he was that he performed on Broadway for. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lolita. Oh, I just understood what you said. It took me a sec. <laughs> that anime. took a sec. Johnny <laughs> uh, right over before me. Uh, right over and bam down. <laughs> Alright, well... Yeah, but uh, rest, rest in peace, in peace Kevin... <laughs> Jinx. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy, you absolutely phenomenal man. I'm gonna give a nice little shout-out also. He was one of the voices of Alien X in Ben 10 Alien Force. Oh, well, yeah, the multi-voice thing, yeah. And yeah. I believe he was um, in the Masters of the New Universe Revelations Netflix show, I think. He voiced Merman. Which one of the villains, which was a nice surprise as well. Yes. So he, he was. did he did a lot of varied work, but mo- mostly was just like Oh, and Hodor. Like Batman, Hordak. Batman, Batman. And he did a voice for Hordak from He Man and the Masters. Is there two different He Man shows? Yes, there's two different He Man shows. There's the Masters of the Universe one, which is like directed by Kevin James, and then there's uh-huh. like a three D one that's aimed at I think young a younger audience. I don't like so, the way it looks. Yeah, it's super cartoony. Oh my god, it's like three seasons of the show are all released within a year, in a single year. Wow. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Great yes. actor. Will be missed. Now, a Silk now, Spider Society movie? Right. Oh my god, uh, I heard about so, this. Yeah, so this kind of got sort of shown up today, so apparently, and this is just, I think still, kind, I'm, I'm labeling this as still kind of in rumor territory since uh, I just don't really know much about this stuff, but... Uh, Sony has recently announced a partnership with Amazon Prime Video and MGM to start producing some live-action Spider-Man series. Um, the first one is starting focusing on Silk. It's about a woman named Cindy Moon who gets spin by the same radar after Spider that Peter Parker did. She's searching for her family, and she doesn't. She takes on sort of like this. I was about to say, like, Spider-Man-esque role, but she's, you know, Silk, not Spider-Man, as in, like, Web Silk. Oh, okay. So who's guessing who's going to come on this? The showrunner's going to be Angel Angela Kang, producers Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Amy Pascal, who are all producers on uh, Into the Spider-Verse, will be joining the crew. It's no real sign of who's being cast yet. I do wonder if like this is going to lead to like a live action spider-verse sort of thing that could be possible which i I wonder if that means like we're going to get like miles yeah miles is miles is the big one i mean we're getting the animated spider-verse movie sequel oh yeah that should be coming up soon across the spider-verse yeah across the spider-verse that's what i thought it was it's like part one isn't it uh, apparently, part, yeah, I think so. Like it's gonna, it's like it's like a part one, part two type of thing. And hey, that, absolute balls. I know, right? Well, I mean, hey, they put out that first one, that first Miles Morales one, and in my opinion, it is still the best Spider-Man movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's up. It's definitely up there. More than No Way Home. No offense to the No Way Home stands out there. Yeah, definitely. As good as that movie is. God, that's almost a year ago too. Yep. Uh, time moves too fast. I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, but exactly. that's all. That's all for that story. Um, Just, I actually uh, have. I found something that I did want to mention. Henry Cavill being re- being recast in the Witcher series on Netflix. Yes, yes. Um, amidst 
basically confirmation that Henry Cavill is returning to his role as Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is leaving the Witcher series. And apparently, from what I understand, and actually, Jared, this is your story, go ahead. Oh, uh, just from what I know is that it's being he's being replaced by Liam Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. But brother of Thor. Okay. And I was about to ask you, actual relations to Chris Hemsworth? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And there's a third Hemsworth as well. Mm. Who, if I remember correctly, is one plays the actor version of um, Thor in the Thor movies. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, he's uh, in Ragnarok and uh, Lo- and Love and Thunder. He's the actor for Thor. Right. Yeah. Opposite opposite Matt Damon. God damn, Matt Damon and Melissa McCarthy are part of the MCU. <laughs> ugh. I, I I say ugh mainly to Melissa McCarthy, not to Matt Damon, because Matt Damon I feel like could have played something. Mm-hmm. But it's at the same time just not for him, the MCU. Yeah. He's too he's not that kind of actor. Yeah. So, um, do you care about him as Superman? What did you think uh, honestly of Cable as Superman? And how much and have you seen any of The Witcher? Uh I've seen like I saw like the first episode of The Witcher. He's uh, a good I liked it. I liked it for what it was, but it was one of those things where it's just like, oh that was good, but I don't really have an interest to continue with it. Mm-hmm. But I can see why people would like it. Henry Cavill as Superman, I mean, I think, like, everyone that has ever been cast as Superman has been, you know, a winner, pretty much. Even uh, the Superman Returns guy? I thought he was fine. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but Henry Cavill's just been in bad movies as Superman, so hopefully he gets a chance to be in a not bad one, a decent one at this point. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. But I um, also, I'm one of those people that likes Man of Steel. Yeah, I, Man, Man of Steel has its good points. It's just, I feel like that was a movie that was just like, and just sort of all over the place. Definitely. I'll tell you, the thing that set me off the most, though, was, or at least in that movie, was, I think, just the amount of product placement in fight scenes. It kind of made me laugh, Yeah, the, they, they fought in, like, small town America, and someone went through, like, an IHOP or a Denny's or something like that. I think, I think it was an IHOP, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a Dunkin' Donuts. Like it's it's like they stuffed this whole action scene with all the product placement. Yeah, I don't remember it entirely, yeah, but there was a lot of brands from what I remember there. Oh yeah, let's go on from there to see how Jordan is apparently about to lose a bunch of money. These fucking pricks. All right, look, <laughs> Bandai. Look, Joe Bandai. I already pre-ordered Shadow Moon. I got I I gave you ninety Joe bucks for Bandai. that Shadow Moon figure that's coming from Black Sun. Like, what more do you want? Well, apparently, they ain't done mm-hmm. because uh, there was a recent event of Mundo. There was a Tomashi Nations event, which Bandai that's their subline for their SH Figure Arts of various franchises, including Common Rider and oh, lots of other things. And uh, they just announced a bunch of stuff. Um, shout out to Toku Photo Biz for just the uh, full collection of, of photos, mostly. So I'm just going to run through these real quick. Hopefully everyone gets a visual here and Jared gets a visual. So so first we got Kamen Rider Geats, who is the new main protagonist writer for the current show. They showed him off. Not only are we getting, like, the base version of him, they're also having the balls to sell the blank version, too. <laughs> Why? Because because there is a armor change gimmick for this franchise. So oh, basically, it pops the new Kamen Rider show is, is inspired by, of all things, Fortnite, and it's a battle royal. 
and there are there's been about a dozen riders so far and we're not even a quarter way through did you say and the thing is with these gimmick you've got different armor you got white and red and you they've shown off two other riders that you can swap the armor with uh which is uh common rider buffa pause for a sec a yes fortnite ew <laughs> b did you yeah. say a dozen riders on this show uh yeah, a dozen characters already. Yeah. Oh, characters. I was confused. Okay, that's not so bad. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, common riders. Yeah. Like Fair. there's a dozen of these armored dudes running. Uh, oh, you said riders. I said I thought you said writers, and I was like, why do you know about the writing team, and why is there twelve of them? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's multiple writers for this show too, because mm-hmm. there's a dozen of uh, there's just so much going on. But we also got common rider tycoon, who nice. is a Tanuki rider ninja. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this design, and I'm trying to... There's the armor components. Uh, I'll look it up later. Basically, it's like you can swap off, like, the shoulder pads, bottom of the mouth plate, torso, all of that, and you can swap them between the uh, Commander Geats figures. Uh, I have the Commander O's, some of them, and I've tried the form swap gimmick. It's a little tenuous. Really? And those figures are expensive. So I'm a little nervous about this. But uh, what I'm not nervous about is they're finally doing, for Zero One, they're doing uh, Arc One, the evil version of, like, the main character from Zero One, and this thing looks... Yeah, this thing is, like, the evil version. Did they make a Kamen Rider version of, the, of, the, of that... Um... Of that Sonic villain from the... From what was the game? The one that took less than three infinite? hours to win? It, it looks like Infinite! Yeah, yes. I was about to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's almost inspired by, like... Inspired by Infinite. Um, and Just so you guys know, Jordan doesn't show me a lot of these images before. I that I have to click on them myself. So that came to me like instantly, like the Infinite thing. Yeah, and then you got the and you got like the fully upgraded uh, Redemption form Zero Two. Uh, really like this one, like the red gauntlets and whatnot. Like uh, what so not huge on that on how neon yellow that is, but that's perfect. Yeah, it's it's meant to, it's like bright neon green. Yeah, it's up. Even, like, the rider suit is actually, like, glow-in-the-dark. Ooh, that's nice. So, like, yeah, so that's kind of why it's so br- blindingly bright. Uh, but we also got Big Daddy, uh, Deathstream. A.K.A. a beat-em-on. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, he, he looks like a Digimon, pretty much. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What else do we got? We got, oh, we got a upgraded version of, this is a small picture, upgraded version of Rider Man, uh, the dude with no mouth plate. Him and okay. his weird, like, rope arm. He's an old-school rider from, like, the 70s. Oh, yeah, so we got that. Yeah. got, what is this, Horby? Oh, God, now I'm, now I'm trying to remember all their names, because it's been a while since I watched Sorry, you got a lot of them. Yeah, Horby Arc Scorpion. Yeah, there we go. So it's just, like, uh, and we'll see if this one sells out immediately, immediately like uh, base form Horby did. I hope not. And then we got the... Showing off reveal. Nice. Uh, you got the showing off reveal of the rising forms that these three down at the bottom here of uh the blue dragon, green pegasus, and purple titan, which the rising forms and you can see like the normal alternate forms as well. Rising forms is essentially just more gold trim and bigger weapons. I got I gotta get cut of those crazy. trims of those jeez. Yeah, all delicious gold paint. Mm. And what else? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's Comrade Black Sun again. Although with this time with like an interesting, like the, the marking. I wonder if that's like a different version. Hmm. 
and they're getting his Battle Hopper, his signature bike. I'm surprised they're actually still uh, releasing bikes because nice bike. um, in the past, like they have not really sold well. Like I've seen a lot of these Kamen Rider bikes that get sold separately. Like they tend to end up on clearance. Yeah. But um, I really like this design for this one. And I guess the last thing I have to reveal is the cutest thing ever is uh, they're releasing that? Love Cov. They're releasing Ooh. Love Cov and Vice I together. Basically, uh, Vice here. This is the this is the base form of the uh, Jared. You remember the I guess the, the Kamen Rider tag team of Kamen Rider Revice, which is like Revy and Vice. This is I think so? this is Vice's like default form, like huh. his non-transformed form, because he's an actual demon. And then you've got uh, Lovkov here, which is another character's demon, which instead of being like a dude in a suit, it's just a giant plush toy. I was gonna say, is that a plush toy or is that a wacky wave inflatable arm flailing tube man? No, it's uh, it's it's meant to be a it's meant to be a plushie. Yeah. It's meant to be like what well, you know, like those like super cute uh, Pokemon costumes in Japan that are just like giant fluffy things. Yeah, uh, you mean balloon yeah. like? Yeah, blow? almost like the balloon the balloon ones that people are inside. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's basically one. It's basically an answer to that. So, Bandai, it uh, there, the Lord has tempted me again. God oh, damn wow. it! I just wanted to show that. Because that was nice. God, God help me. God help Jordan and his wallet, Fuck. please. Uh, well, I'll say this: everyone else's wallets were certainly loose this past weekend, as <laughs> Black Panther: Wakanda Forever was released Lots of in money. theaters. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I don't know the box office yet, but oh my goodness! I thought I saw something like four hundred million. Oh already wow a weekend which doesn't really surprise me wow oh, wait hold on i got it right here oh go for it uh yeah i, I just well i just have the wikipedia article that basically okay. said the film has grossed over 400 million worldwide jesus yeah with uh, a with a budget of 250 million so almost made I, it back almost made yeah, that budget almost. back yeah almost we'll see remember folks if you don't know if you ever want to look up a budget of a movie whatever they announce it is double it yeah, because as much as they spend on the movie, they spend like as much of that same amount on just the advertising alone. Yeah, marketing. Yep, marketing and advertising. And as whether or not did it uh, produce though a good movie? Uh, I think so. I think so as well. I think that this was still a good, very fun, enjoyable movie. Yeah, I liked it, but man, I don't know what it is. Every time I watch like a Marvel movie and not a TV show, but a Marvel movie, it's like, oh man, that fatigue's still there. <laughs> like I'm, I still haven't gotten up from Endgame yet. <laughs> you still haven't gotten up from Endgame. I never will. Oh, I thought I, for me, I think that what brought me back was uh, No Way Home at first, but now we're at, I guess, was it the seventh movie in Phase Four? Fuck. Because first was Black Panther, not Black Panther, Black. Starting with starting and ending with movies that begin with the word black. Yeah. Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther. Yeah. Seven got Black Adam in there to confuse everybody. Oh God. Again with that too. Yeah. How much did that make? I heard that. I just heard it's not good. So like. Let's talk about right, this, so movie. this movie. All right. This what movie, do you want to uh, get into first? Uh, the plot. Uh, what happens in this movie? Okay. Uh, they're all sad because. Uh, Black Panther's dying. Yeah, T'Challa is gone. 
Um, mm-hmm. they they just say they just say he died of an illness. Yes, they're not specific about it. They keep it quiet and private to himself. That's how they keep it into. Uh, they keep to that in the movie, just like how um, Chadwick Boseman obviously kept it a secret in real life. Really? Yeah, I was a, I was about to say I found it kind of weird. Like there was a line that she said, like, you know, T'Challa never told anybody. But I'm like, is this a little too close to real life? It's a little like, <laughs> is it a little uncomfortable? I mean, I was okay with it, but I'm like, huh. I think they wrote I, that. I was like slightly uncomfortable with it, but then like I was just also then feeling emotional too, just because you know it's yeah. it very sad when he died, and they open up with like the Marvel like logo thing, and it's just all him. Of course, yeah, it's a big tribute to him. Exactly. You don't see him in the movie at all, like other than a flashbacks later, and then a painting, uh, a mural painting of him in the yeah. beginning. They try to keep it, you know, limited. Yeah, definitely. Which I think is uh, very honorable and respectful. Though, yeah. I do wish that they could have just recast. Eh. Well, they made the decision now, so... And I mean, like, they've, they're have they they're starting to explore the whole, like, multi... Multiverse. Like, alternate universe thing, so... I mean, if they want to bring in, like, a different Black Panther, they can. You know, they could... If they do- really want to, but I think it's fine the way... It, things are fine the way they are now. They started off with the funeral. It's very, very sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, while that's all happening, um, the rest of the world is like, hey, Wakanda, you guys have got like WMDs and stuff with that vibranium. Please, if you're going to join us, us in NATO, um, give us some of that vibranium. Uh, give yeah. it to us or else we're going to freaking take it ourselves. You know, we're gonna, we'll be peaceful about it and, and everything, too. And then uh, Queen Ramonda comes into this meeting and is like, you're peaceful, huh? You mean like all the, yeah, France, like like all these guys here? Were these guys peaceful? They shot up some of my people. Yeah, and just brought in like the like the rogue uh, soldiers that tried to break into like a Wakandan facility housing vibranium. I, think. I wouldn't yeah. say rogue. I would say that it was planned out by the oh, French okay. government. Yeah, Jesus. Real smart. Oh, yeah. And uh, because the rest of the world is trying to look for vibranium, it's very powerful and it can help out with that. And it could help people destroy their enemies, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a and pat- then apparently in the U.S., uh, they've got vibranium detection machines that are mm-hmm. that can go underwater. One of them breaks down and that's when we're introduced to uh, Namor. And the Talokian people. Yes. Which, which, by the way, like, Jared, like, are they blue? They're, they're blue when they're on land. They're blue on land, but they're regular people in the water colors. Yeah, I guess. because I guess I guess they're rehydrated in the water. That, that, that makes that, sense. That's what makes sense to me. I guess so. But I mean, uh, Namor's different from all of them. Namor is himself, I think, some sort of mutated man. Maybe yeah, Namor is like is like supposedly like the first. Oh. She's she he is he's like the he's like the child of the first uh, mutated person mm, yeah because uh, that's what happened um hundreds of years ago at least 500 years i think they're trying to suggest he is right yeah he's hundreds of years old god damn and uh, the leader and king of this kingdom underwater that's all secret and uh the people are trying to find their vibranium because they find uh, like some sort of vibranium shell around them mm-hmm. or, or that's uh that's surrounding i guess their um thing and um all of a sudden this rig gets attacked and yeah, pretty they, much. I, and they're like, um, there was vibranium in the ocean, Wakanda. Can you explain why there's vibranium in the ocean and why you attacked us for looking at that vibranium that we found? We found that vibranium in the ocean. 
Yeah, it's American. <laughs> it's great. Finders keepers. Uh, exactly. And they immediately go like, "What are you talking about? That was not us." And then yeah. eventually, Shuri and uh, Ramonda. Ramonda. They're all actually, sad. Yeah, they're all sad, and they're trying to. This whole movie's about how people grief. deal with grief, and, and Shuri just on. kind of dismisses the whole like spiritual aspect of it very early on. Yeah. Which um, I, I think it's like an interesting role for her character because she's very she's she's the tech she's the gearhead she's the tech head she's very practical oriented I guess yeah exactly she's I'm about thinking her thoughts now. and getting them out there um, yeah. what was it about I heard a comparison that like her character arc in this is similar to T'Challa's arc and mm-hmm. um in Civil War where you know he was getting over not wanting to kill and defeat the man who killed his father yeah revenge revenge basically yes yeah in this case well we'll get to what the revenge is actually later but mm-hmm. yeah so that's what I, uh Tenacuerta as um Namor what do you think I really liked him I get the feeling like he's gonna end up being like one of the better villains. I think of so, the yeah. MCU overall, because I think like a lot of them have been a, mo- a lot of them end up being pretty weak. And he's not even really a villain. He's like an antihero. No. Yeah. He 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 just wants what's best for his for his people. kingdom and his people, really. So not too dissimilar from from that of uh, from that of what T'Challa was and like Shuri is. Exactly. Just trying to protect the kingdom and keep a legacy for keep them surviving for long. Yeah. Talking about other characters and such, Okoye. Okoye continues to be great. Oh, yeah. Okoye just continues to be great and one of the funniest characters in the, in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. By intelligence alone. So, big shouts to Denai Guerrera. Yeah. Uh, M'Baku kind of just takes a bit of a backseat. <gasps> he really does. I wanted yeah, more of him. Yeah, which is honestly fine because I feel like there's a lot going on in this movie with like Namor and uh, and uh, Riri Williams and just like it's a lot of new people so yes we have Riri Williams as well aka Ironheart um what do you think of the Ironheart suit i thought it was a little too smooth and it reminded me of a transformer yeah i mean the led screen face is a little uh much i, I don't know i here's the thing i don't really want it just to be like a carbon copy of iron man me neither I really don't, and I feel like I know that in the comics it basically is, like a like a instead of like red, it's like magenta or something like that. But something like that. I feel like with Armor Wars, which apparently she's go, which she might very well be in, oh, we're well, probably she... going to end up getting to that suit. That probably that that would make sense. I think. Yeah, but, but also... I, I like the I like the big uh, I, I like the big like back jetpack boosters that kind of are like come form a shape of a heart. Yeah, don't forget also that like she that is movie. going to um, have her own series called Ironheart as well, coming... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Next year, wow. They had to... Basically, this show was to introduce her to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, pretty in much. A, in a wider sense. Yeah, and it was... What did you think of, honestly? Did you feel shoehorned? Because, like, all of a sudden, it's a 16-year-old girl, like, inventing this type of thing? No, I'm fine with it because, I mean, like, we've... We've been introduced to, like, smart people before, like, Spider-Man, but, I mean, Riri's obviously on a whole different level. I want to know how, like, the government got in contact with her to get to make that uh, detector also. I feel like she might have just made something in, in, like, high school or whatever, and they just went, like... All right, we'll we'll keep her in our in our books, mm-hmm. I guess, for for future reference. Yeah, 
because basically she is the inventor of like the vibranium finding machine pretty much and uh it it doesn't seem that she knows it's being used or at least to me it doesn't seem like that no she has no idea like no she probably goes like oh that was just like a side project no yeah probably i feel like martin freeman and julie louis dreyfus are wasted in this movie yeah, they're just kind of there for what, Thunderbolt plot? stuff. <laughs> Thunderbolt. Not stuff. even not no not even Thunderbolt stuff. When like she kind of broke into his house. Oh right. I was half expecting like Walker to just like bust in and like knock out uh, Agent. Uh, uh, for, what's his name? Agent Freeman. Everett Ross. Ross. Yeah, age. Yeah, Ross. Yeah, Everett Ross. Yeah, I expected like the U.S. agent to just be part of it as well, but it's like no. You know what I just realized is that Ross is the same last name as General Ross. Thunderbolt Ross, yeah. I don't think that there's a relation, though, right? No, I... I I don't think that those characters have any relation. We've never thought about that before, because I've always thought as Everett is, like, the one one white dude from the first Black Panther movie, and that's, like, where my brain goes. That's exactly what it is. Also, Um, if people were wondering where... um, Bakari was. I think that's what his name was. He was film. He he couldn't be there for the filming of this because he was filming Nope at the time. Yes, that's right. I hope I'm saying the name. I remember the name right. I feel bad if I did. But uh, it, the guy from Nope, he was really. It, it was really good. Mm-hmm. And let, hang on, let me see what else there's. Uh, there's to say. Okay, Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda. Beautiful performance. Yeah. Brought brought the A game. Oh yeah. Uh, I got the when she demotes Okoye, like or exiles Okoye. That's for failing. Like yeah, I'm just like I'm not. It's like under any other circumstances, this action would be dumb. But I'm I'm just like nope. This is completely justified. I'm not even mad. Yeah. <laughs> like she's she's had enough. She's had enough. She's she's said. done with. She's done with it. Like she's she's lost one kid. She might. I'd be out to lose another. Exactly. I have lost everybody. I will not lose another. I need her found now. You fucked up. Bye. Yeah. Go find her. <laughs> and and which ends up uh, with Akoye, I think, bringing in uh, or finding uh, God, what's her name? Nakia. Nakia. No, no. It was actually remote Ramonda that finds um that finds Nakia in right, uh, Haiti. Yeah. Right. That's right. Queen Ramonda then all, is also pretty badass in her own way. In her own ways, that she, when she saves um, Riri Williams uh, from drowning. Yeah, from the drowning. Yeah, that was like. And then that lets us. Uh, this whole thing has been spoilers, by the way. Sorry, people. Oh yeah. By the way, yeah. I mean, we kind of. I, I don't. I, I wrote down the things we need to talk about, but we we kind of didn't follow it yeah. well. I think it's trying. We're trying to flow through it. So I guess starting now, big big spoilers. Yes. Yes. If you don't know already, Namor is still alive at the end of this. Yeah. The final battle is, um, oh, okay. I was not fond of the final battle. I yeah, say- I was kind of all over the place. I appreciated the fact that one of the venue was like in the desert, which is kind of unique, but definitely uh, different. some of the cinematography I feel was interesting, but it, it didn't really come off as well as they uh, would have hoped. Yeah, I think sometimes it was just a little too much extra movement, even with the fish people. Yeah. It's happening. And definitely. there was too much happening also just on one rigged ship at, at a time. You've got the Jabari that are holding up the Dora Milaje. I'm remembering all these names, surprisingly. And then you got the beam, that the sonic beam that's uh, that's supposed to be making their hearing bad, and then, except for one of them that can go and attack it. 
Yeah, the yeah Namora just goes just goes. Eh, it doesn't bother yeah. me. They say that in this ship is like the whole population of like Wakanda, and I'm like, there's no way all of Wakanda's there. No, it's not. They maybe the maybe like the army. Yeah, maybe that that makes but sense. Yeah, I would say also that. Oh, it's not clear at all where the heck it is that in the ocean. By the way, that the thing is. is yeah. It? I don't think uh, so. well, it's it's near a it's near a desert. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, it doesn't it, say. It doesn't I have no say. idea. It's just in. It's 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 somewhere in Africa or or on the coast of Africa, really. Yes, that's what that's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Namor's strength. Holy crap! Yeah, he, as Mbaku put it, like as strong as Thor and the Hulk. Yeah, and Mbaku knows because it's just like he, he tries gets punched. To the club, the club breaks, and it's like, oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and just. And just one punch straight through Mbaku's arm. He's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> There's no Ayo, way. What the hell? Um, and let's just say when Ramonda tries to go and save Riri Williams at one point before, sadly, we see that it's unsuccessful. Yeah, Ram- I was yeah. Ve- Riri makes it. Ramona does not. I was very surprised by that personally. Like, I really did not see that coming. Yeah, and it's and it's I just should've. the whole like this whole this whole film is is just like the beginning of Endgame where everyone just goes, well, now what? It's the whole film. Kind of. It's very somber and sad. It's a very big whiplash from uh, She-Hulk. Oh yeah. Good. In terms of yeah, moods and God, yeah. energies and feelings coming from the MCU. Yeah. Which actually, so, after the death of Ramona and another funeral, which it leads to. Shuri realizing like okay we actually need the Black Panther exactly like and so and she actually like she invents ex- the flower. They I was gonna say that um she, well originally they were what they were saying is that because of T'Challa's death the Black Panther it was dead too because of the events of the first movie they burned all the other flowers. Yeah they did yeah Killmonger burned them all. So what Shuri actually does is she uses. Part of the uh, the herb that uh, gave Namor's people their powers to reconstruct the uh, the Black Panther herb. I think also using some of the DNA that was in his body. That, or, some, some yeah, of some T'Challa's of T'Challa's DNA. T'Challa's DNA, mixing that in as well. And she she drinks it and goes to the ancestral plane, which is not in because okay, so T'Challa's ancestral plane was in a nice field. Yeah, with all the of field her outdoors stuff like uh, things like that and he saw his father uh when killmonger went to the ancestral plane he went back to his apartment when he was a child and saw his father yeah and talked with his father shuri ends up in the throne room and this is the this is literally the best part of the movie the best shot the camera the best camera shot in the whole movie and it's like uh, she thinks oh it's gonna be mom on the throne pans around and it's killmonger Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like damn it yeah right ah which, thinking about it, and given Shuri's God, if mental, they, if mental they, state at that point, it makes perfect sense because it's like she's overwhelmed by like the new power and responsibility, and wants badly wants revenge. For, you know, against Namor. You know, they say that sometimes the problem with the MCU villains can be sometimes you'll agree with them, and a lot of people agreed with Eric Killmonger, mm-hmm. even though he wanted to do it by force, which is obviously you know you don't want yeah. to fucking do that. You yeah, want wanted to, to do it via a worldwide race war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, no. Which Please. yikes. Yeah, and um, 
I think that that was one of the things that pull that sometimes pulls people to want characters to even survive and live. I've been seeing some people say that they wish that they had kept Killmonger alive because of this. Mm. Almost like that they could have been better, like or been a good next Black Panther because of that. And I'm just like, no, not really. No, it wouldn't have worked. Absolutely not. Character, um, but. I mean, Michael B. Jordan steals the show pretty much in this mm, scene, and he does. He just he just goes to Sherry and just goes, "All right, who do you want to be? Do you want to be you want to be a big hero? Or do you want to take care of business like me?" Mm-hmm. And uh, Sherry kind of starts to go down the route of taking care of business, which even the new Black Panther suit, which I think is okay, mm-hmm. I think is perfectly fine. Um, but I, what I like about it is how it kind of is parallel to like Shuri's journey from nearly being consumed by revenge. Because if you look at her suit and the Killmonger Black Panther suit, they're remarkably similar. I was gonna say they are black remarkably, and gold, yeah, same color scheme almost. With and some of the well, dots maybe a little more her. ornamentation. Yeah, the dots that also appear on the armor also appeared on her when they were doing the uh, that ceremony in yes. the first movie too at the waterfalls mm-hmm. with the fighting. Um, it's a mix of all, of all of all the different culture and style. They were, I forget where they were exactly when she makes their grand appearance as the Black Panther. It was yeah, after in the, the invasion. Uh, it, it's in the uh, Jabari tribe, like thrown. Yes, that's where with, it is. Uh, Mbaku. Yeah, because that's where it was most safe, apparently. Yeah. Or at least at the time. And Shuri just goes right. We're just gonna kill all of them. Yeah. What did she think? We're like, whoa! Wait a second. <laughs> Hold yeah. on. Yeah, she she genuinely like I like she almost went like full villain, which is actually like she's actually a little scary. Yeah, at certain points in this movie, definitely with her. Like she, she comes out of that out of the uh, plane and she just punches something immediately. It's like okay, it worked. Yeah, and, and, and Riri looks. That's like damn. Can I get some of that? <laughs> yeah, she which, is. By the way, I mean Riri actually brought a brought some pretty decent laughs. Honestly. Yeah. Um. May, what was it? Uh. They, Namor wanted to kill her. Also, that's the that's the big. Uh, yeah, Namor wanted final... to kill Williams because she invented like the vibranium detector. Uh, Not caring detector, that she's a which child. Is, which is threat. Which is threatening to reveal the location of his kingdom to the entire world and mm-hmm. he just doesn't want any human involvement whatsoever no it's not no. but that's it's gonna happen we know it's gonna happen yeah it and yeah and even namor knows that but i don't know if i have much else to say yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i got i get I, let me look through my notes here just to make sure oh yeah the um the midnight angel suit or it's just that. It's, i was about to say that it's i don't like it then it's neither. ugly yeah even okoye calls it ugly <laughs> twice yeah twice she's like i am not getting in that thing mm-hmm. but yeah, it's like yeah she ends up doing it i mean i i don't know why it being blue kind of sets like kind of doesn't sit right with me i feel like it should be like the the guard color which is like orange uh... i think that would fit a little bit better um oh yeah for the the rest of the door melage but i guess that makes sense to kind of keep it apart though too in its own thing yeah definitely because okoye was is no longer part of the guard yeah, exactly. She gets sadly that, let go. That's true. Um, the final, the last bit of the final fight where Shuri tr- dries out Neymar by using the back blast of the ship's engines. Mm-hmm. Pretty Was, creative. Uh, yeah. Namor's Namor's uh, back got blown out harder than uh, T'Challa knocked it back down in the keys. So. <laughs> Bye-o. Ayo. 
I told you it was That's a character. 69 episodes. That's a character name also. I just realized you said Ao and I mean like Ao, but yeah. At the end, the mid credit scene, we got revealed T'Challa has a kid. Mhm. Has a son. Uh, Toussaint. Yeah, with Nakia, uh who they kept in decided to keep secret because like they didn't want the kid to have the pressure of like becoming Being like a member of the royal family and eventually becoming king. They wanted him to live a nice normal life. And that's good. And I want the name of this kid's, the actor that plays this kid, uh, Toussaint, uh, a.k.a. his Wakanda name is T'Challa. Mm. Uh, this act, his actor is named Divine Love Konuda Sun. That's a great name. That's a great name. I looked up his, I looked up who played him because I'm like, is this Chadwick Boseman's kid? Like, I didn't know anything if, like, he had, a, like, any kids or not, but it's like, okay, no, this is just a kid actor making his debut, actually. <laughs> oh, can I just say, also, I really like the, I guess, Mayan name, or the ancient, more ancient name for name or two, the Kul Kul Gun. Yeah, it's, especially when M'Baku says it. Ah, whenever he says it, it's so cool. <laughs> anything M'Baku says is cool. Who is this fish man? The fish man <laughs> with the power of Thor and, and the Hulk. We need more hope that in our lives. hope that didn't sound terrible. I'm sorry if it did. No. It did not, you know I didn't mean to. I say that I do it all with it. I do it with fun. Uh, I'm trying to think. The soundtrack is, is still good. Yep. Soundtrack is still good. I like how you, you've got like different themed music for the two tribes. You know, Wakanda's music is kind of known now with like the drum beats and then the... Yeah, that. And then the um, uh, Namor's tribe, which has like uh, with the throne room scene where he's like assembling the troops and chant and the and the chanting starts. It's like I gotta say, the- I didn't like the city. To they need it whenever Namor gets his own movie, they're gonna need another whole other type of establishing shot where they show off what uh, the city of Taluk looks like. Cause I it looked like, and I get that it's from Shuri's point of view, and that Shuri is looking from this like suit. But why did it have to be that the camera had to look like it had it had like a veil of Vaseline on it? Yeah, it wasn't like super vibrantly lit. It really wasn't. It was very. Dark. I guess like I guess because it was like un- it was like underneath like an underwater cave and whatnot, so there wasn't a lot of light poking through yeah, um, until we got to like glow. the central until we got the center part of the city, which is like Namor's. Like I brought the sun to my people. Mm. This is what I want to protect, which is which was a nice scene, but it's like. I feel like I'm seeing the city, but it's like I can't. But it's like I can't see what's going on. Exactly. I just know there's yeah. people there. It's an infinite army, possibly. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Didn't see a whole lot of built up also in or new in Wakanda itself, to be honest. No. But that's just me. I don't think that there's much else to say. I liked the movie in the end. Um. It's yeah. carried a lot by the emotions of missing Chadwick Boseman, but I think it still then sets its own. It's totally. They're two different movies. You can't compare. I can't say which is better or worse, the first one or the second. Mm-hmm. Just totally different stories on how they work out. But good and worth worth watching, worth checking out. I will say. Yeah, definitely good. And um, hopefully, what should be good also in about two days will be AEW Full Gear. Yes, sir. All right. We only have eleven matches announced right now. So far, hopefully, it stays that way. <laughs> It's going to go up to 13, 14. I can guarantee oh that. <sighs> At least they pushed the uh, Eliminator tournament off the card. They, they yeah. pushed the finals off the card. Sucks that it's going to happen next week. Um, but now uh, we, we have got a 11 matches to go through for now for this card. And we're going to go from the bottom up, I'd say. That mm-hmm. sounds about right. 
yeah. look at the listing. So currently on the pre-show. Oh, um, I want my belt back. Oh yeah. Okay. I know I don't have the same chair as usual to hang to hang it on anymore, but I will get a new chair soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting off with the pre-show. Brian Cage is set to face either Lance Archer or Ricky Starks in an AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament semifinals match. Man, I, I hope Ricky doesn't get involved in this because it's like, leave that poor man's neck alone. He's had enough. He gets injured a lot. Like, he gets his than, ass kicked a lot. He really does. Like, even as FTW champion, he, he got kicked his ass kicked a lot. Yeah. So with that said, it's going to... Hmm... Between Brian Cage and Lance Archer. Okay. Against Ethan Page. Oh, man. I would like to see MJF get thrown around (laughs) a lot. And I'm trying to figure out, I think Brian Cage might be a little bit better at that. But I think Lance Archer might be a safer option. I was going to say the opposite, honestly. But I think you're right, actually. Lance Archer is actually the safer option. It's just that mm-hmm. the way we'll see him get thrown around, it will look a lot harder than the way Brian Cage will throw him around. Yeah. But can I see MJF beating Lance Archer? I mean, yeah. I don't know if I can, honestly. I really don't know if I can. It's, it's, it's MJF. Maybe he can win. If not, I mean, I could see him be- definitely beating, like, Ethan Page or Ricky Starks. Hmm. Maybe Brian Cage, but Lance Archer, I can't see it without a cheating. Mm. Which, I don't know, I guess he's going to be a cheating champion. I don't know. Is MJF babyface or heel? I don't know anymore. Uh, MJF is MJF. He's the biggest star, that's all that matters. I guess you're right, that's fair. Alright. Well, I, I'll, I'll guess I'll pick um, Brian Cage. I'll pick Brian Cage. Alright, Cage. All right, Cage. All right, so if we're going from talking about two big two big men to three big men, uh, the TNT Championship, Wardlow will be defending against Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hall in a triple threat match. Oh, this is so good. Christ. God almighty, uh, protect the poor ring. <laughs> <laughs> protect the paper. The paper's going to start, and like by the f- end of the first match, the ring's going to collapse. I mean, this is no, there's no way this is the first match, for, personally. But oh, okay. after this match, it probably will collapse. I mean, the ring also needs to kind of stay up. It's got a, it's got a cage match later. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. But I think that... I don't know if... I, I don't want to see Wardlow's reign end yet. I just don't. I want... No, I mean... But Wardlow has had not a lot of big direction... Not a lot of clear direction as champion. No. But except that he's like, I will take on all comers. There was something going on with um, when he was tagging with Samoa Joe, which was fun. But then they just suddenly ended that because he was like, no one's tough enough to beat me. No one's going to stand in my way. And Joe's like, well, maybe I'm going to be tough enough to stand your way. And yeah, like, Samoa Joe's we were- like, excuse me? It was like, but you guys were just friends, like, last week. Why is it such yeah. a change like that? I mean, I get it. Like, you know, he's saying stuff like it's a big statement like that, but he doesn't mean to hurt you, Samoa Joe. Come on. Yeah. Samoa Joe's like, man, my feelings are hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tough, too. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the Ring of Honor TV champion. Mm-hmm. You're the champion of a company that doesn't have a, a television show yet. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. And um, speaking of people that weren't on television. Mm-hmm. The Death Triangle will defend the AEW World Champion, the World Trios Championships against the returning Elite. Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, we everyone saw this coming from a mile away because, like, yeah, I mean, Punk's not coming back. No way Punk's coming back. There's no way. Yeah. TikTok. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I've, enjo- I've been enjoying all the uh, packages of, like, the, the Elite being, like, unsnapped from existence. Mm-hmm. Only for him to be obviously coming back, because there's no way that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I guess we're just going to pick up right where we left off with the Elite as the trio's champions. Yep. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And honestly, like, Death Triangle, like, was kind of, like, not a thing until the the trio's titles. Hey, yes, they were. Well, I mean, well, I mean, like, they stopped being a thing because of, like, the pandemic happened and Pac got, like, stranded. Yeah, for like months and only recently they only brought them fully back together because the elite had to go away for a while. Oh, no. Remember, they had that whole rivalry with um, with the House of Black and now the House of Black is gone. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Jesus. Remember, they didn't have um, they didn't have Ray Phoenix, so they brought in Eric Redbeard. (laughs) I don't remember that. Right. That was like in the beginning of this year, man. Oh, God. I know. All right, off the Redbeard took the pin. Remember that. Redbeard just was brought in to take the pin. Yeah, so the elite are taking the belts back from Death Triangle, who's been keeping them warm, right? Yeah, Yeah, basically. And I think Death Triangle had a nice reign, though, with it. At the same time, they had some good matches to defend against, and they had some good opponents as singles when they were up against, too. And hey, from this, Pocket was the first ever double champion in AEW history. Good for him. That's true. Good for him. Yeah. You know what? And you know also, Pac, I I want to see him face MJF. That would be good. That'd be a fucking amazing match, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, if Pac yes. was in this Eliminator tournament, which I think he would have won it. He might have lost to Lance Archer, though. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, this is going to the Elite. Yeah. Now, we have a steel cage match between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah. Yeah, because Christian's still injured. Yeah. I, I wonder if he's just playing the long game and he's actually just faking it. No, Like, no he's way. actually still pretending he's in a cast. Like, maybe he's healed now, but he's still pretending that he's injured to avoid Jungle Boy. That would make sense. But apparently, no, it was like a long injury. It's going to take, like, months for him to actually get off, get mm-hmm. back from it. Yeah. Um, but in the sense, though, as... They seem to not have many friends with each each other's. I'd say groupings. I don't know. Part of me hopes Marco Stunt comes back and gets involved in this. Mm, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, it's a steel cage match in AEW. I mean, they've they've had good track records with these. Like Cody versus Wardlow was excellent. True. I'm trying to think. Was there another one? Oh man. There definitely has been. Hang on a minute. AEW steel cage matches. Yeah. What. What's nice about it, uh, like, there's oh. really no, there's no escaping. Like, there's no climbing over the wall to win. That was, um, uh, yes, it was Wardlow versus Cody, and then it was once again Wardlow, but against Sean Spears. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Sean Spears lost. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was a good loss, too, and more positive things for Wardlow, which is always good. I don't know who I'm picking. I get I. Uh, at the last pay per view, they were supposed to have a match, uh, or uh, Jack Perry and Christian were supposed to have a match, and then Luchasaurus uh, got involved. Yeah. Does Jack get his win? Does Jack get his win back? 
I actually had my doubts about that one. I don't think so. I, I mean, too. Luchasaurus and a steel cage is kind of a bad combination. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I'm also like, Jungle Boy has got such reserve. He kicks out of so much shit that he shouldn't mm-hmm. kick out of, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's the only thing I ask you, because he kicks out of way too much. Oh my god. I'm sorry, I just, got no- I just got a notification for something. Quick little side note here. I made a mm-hmm. reel of like an impossible map quiz game with that you had to follow with my nose. It was based on an old internet game. And I keep getting likes on this reel today from people that I don't know. <laughs> are, are there people just like searching for my, my the Instagram, reel? I, maybe the effect. Mm. Maybe it's because I just ended also with a fuck you because I fuck up. Nice. Or whatever. Luchasaurus, just Luchasaurus. I'll give it to Luchasaurus. Yeah, I don't like it, right. but I gotta give it to him. All right, I'll give it. I'll give it to old uh, Perry Boy. Perry Boy. Okay, I was gonna. Oh, wait a minute. Luchasaurus. Yes. There you go. Next, uh, we got Darby Allen and Sting against versus 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 Jay Lethal and. The future AEW world champion. <laughs> He's back, baby. Oh, ain't he great? J E double F J A double R E double T. Jeff Jarrett. He's back. He's back. He's back, boys. He is. He's back. Smashing guitars over people's heads. Bearing Braun Strowman on TV. Life's good. I forgot about that. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett for AEW World Champion 2024. Pass it on. Definitely. It's going uh, down. It's happening. Photoshop uh, him with the belt. And this whole feud has basically been like, Darby, you're weak without Sting. You don't need... St- Sting is only holding you back. Sting, Darby's holding you back. You're holding each other back. You're doing nothing. And honestly, Sting and Darby win all the time on pay-per-view. Yeah. They're, they're winning a lot, but it's like, what is it leading to? <laughs> Exactly. Like, I mean, I'm not like, I don't I know agree. if Jeff Jarrett's saying like, what is what is the point of you guys being a, te- a team? Like, are they going to eventually win the tag titles? They've been together like two years now, almost. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I'm sh- like, it's cool. But I think but I think that's like by now I'm wondering if like this going to be like the beginning of the split. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, th- even if they even if even if Darby and Sting win, I think we got to kind of move forward. Listen, Jeff Jarrett is here. He's having to wrestle a match. I don't. Th- and he just came off of losing to a 72 year old Ric Flair alongside that's the true. same man, alongside the same tag team partner. Jay Lethal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And to think I, I, now Andrade's not in AEW, kind of. Or I think he's suspended yeah. and injured. He's he's dealing with an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely is, is that, yeah. So I love the fact that, Je- like, what a grifter. Jeff Jarrett leaves WWE, goes and get a massive payday for Ric Flair's last match, and then, and now he's, like, uh, he has, a, he has, like, actually, it's like, a big office role. He, c- he gets a big office role, actually. Yeah, he does. He has a huge I think he's in charge role. of, like, expanding the business side of things. Something with global uh, like, talent relations, maybe. Yeah, promoting and yeah, promoting. Apparently, like it might be starting to work because their AEW is heading to the UK London next year. Yeah. yeah, they announced that they're heading. They're coming to the U. They're coming to London soon, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, for oh, this yeah. match, I kind of want to see Jeff Jarrett win. <laughs> yeah, honestly, same. Yeah, yeah, pretty honestly, much. Honestly, same. Yeah. It kind of should happen, and um, 
I'm not gonna say I'm gonna say Darby Allen betrays Sting then. Not Sting betrays Ooh. Darby Allen. Yeah, Darby Allen going heel, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be. He's such a baby face looking face, but you know, I think he could do it. Yeah. Another person just liked my reel. It's never heel from this country. Okay. A few okay, we're we have what six matches left? Alright. And this is gonna sound terrible, but I think all of the women's matches are predictable. Yeah. So I'm just gonna this is gonna sound terrible of me and gonna sound like I'm just not caring about the women, but trust me, I do. I am very happy that Soraya is back in wrestling. I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I got to see her wrestle one time ever live and it was a No, I didn't even see her wrestle. She was acting as a referee. Oh, okay. It was WWE Live, and it was, I think, Paige as referee, still teaming with Charlotte and Becky. It was Charlotte Mm. defending against Nikki Bella. Mm, Okay. And that's all I ever saw her live. Uh, Very happy that she's back, though. Happy for Soraya. Congratulations. I freaked the fuck out when she returned at, uh, at, what was it, Grand Slam. Yeah, Grand Slam, yeah. Um, So she's going to win against Britt Baker. Yeah, she kind of has to. Yeah. Um, And do you say the same? Yeah, I'm going to say the same, yeah. Yeah. Anything else to add on that? Uh... What do you think uh, Paige, uh, Paige, Soraya is going to call her finisher? I'm thinking, like, it has to be something involving night. Like, night. That's what I've heard. Something. That's what Nightfall. I've heard. It's going to involve the word night it's gonna, because of her family. It's going to be K and, uh, it, you know, night spelled with a K in front of it for, like, yeah. a night in armor. Um, mm-hmm. The night flat? I don't know. I don't know. Um, good night, bitch, or something like that? Ah, good night. I don't know. Good night, bitch. <laughs> We won't know until um. Well, I mean, you'll you'll be able to find out because you'll be watching. Oh, I don't yeah. know. You 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 tell me what Excalibur calls it and then text me. Yeah, I will. Um, but the next match is a match I don't. I yeah, cause I have no idea. The next match. This is, feud sucks. Yeah, it fucking sucks. <laughs> Jade Cargill versus Nia Rose for the TBS Championship. Jade Car uh, like Nyla Rose. Jade has, Cargill's boring. Like, yeah. Just, she yeah, got boring. Kind of... Oh. So fast. They need, she's got to be. She's got to start doing something else. Exactly, and she's got to lose that belt. Yeah. She doesn't. But it's not going to be tonight. Like no way. Like after months of Nyla Rose like stealing the belt in a lame like the belt theft storyline. Like it never works. Like what's the, the point belt of thief it? Storyline? No, it never works. It doesn't. Yeah. It only it you can't. It only works if it's just like a one episode thing. Yeah, really. Or if it's just someone that's really cheeky stealing it, not someone who's serious like Nyla Rose, I guess. But I guess Nyla Rose is supposed to be serious, maybe, maybe not. I don't Trying know. to get under her Jade's jade skin, I guess. I don't know. Mm. I don't but know. it's just it hasn't worked. It hasn't drawn any intrigue. So as long as I get to, as long as I can, as from my seats, I can hear Vicky Guerrero scream. I'll be happy. <sighs> Good lord. <laughs> I'm up on the second tier, so yeah. Uh, given it's the Pull Jade out the Cargill Richter scale. <laughs> Giving it to Jade Cargill. Yeah, me too. All right, we need to differ yeah. on some things here. All right, this is really? a good one for her. Okay. Yeah, we only differ on the, the Steel Cage match, but this is another opportunity for us to differ. Uh, the Fatal 4-Way match, or 4-Way match, I guess, for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Chris Jericho defending against Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. I'm going for the Ocho still, baby. El Ocho. Hello. You're going for uh, you're going for Bridezilla. Bri- yes, Bridezilla, who was revealed. Yes, he was revealed to be Bridezilla last night on um, 
or recently on The Masked Singer. Yeah. So are we going to get... Everyone's going to get in the giant swing. Oh, yes. That's it, going maybe. to happen. Are we going to see, like, Jericho and Sammy both in the label lock at the same time? No, definitely not. I, I think bet Danielson can Are we going to see Jericho and Sammy have to fight each other? That, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, because I think that Brian and Claudia will fairly fight each other just fine. Oh, yeah, But they we'll will gladly work together as well. Yeah. When it's necessary. But when it's necessary to fight each other, they'll fight each other. Yes. Either way, I think that Chris Jericho is going to take this away with him still because uh, Ring of Honor still needs a television show. So they, mm. they, they need Chris Jericho as champion right now, I think. It's a compelling point, yeah. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Daniels because I I want him to win a match. No, I understand he should he he should win. And he I'd love win, to see he's, he should win more big matches. I think he could. Do you think he could help sell a Ring of Honor sh- TV show with Brian Danielson? I mean, if you have Chris Jericho, you're gonna sell the show. Exactly. I don't know with that with Brian Danielson is the problem because he's mm. as much as I love him, he's a small boy. Yeah, he's yeah, but I think like the focus will the main focus will be Jericho versus Danielson. Again, oh god, oh god, again, you're <laughs> again, right. damn it, they can't get away from each other. They really can't. It's like been three times in one year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much over the span of like three months. I can't believe. Still, I jokingly said in the car, guys. Wouldn't it be awesome, though, if Chris Jericho did win the belt? You brought this upon us. I did. I did. You brought, you, what have you wrought, man, on the world? I was like, come on, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and you know what? I will say this. He's been putting on banger matches. Banger after oh, Jericho's banger. Been, Jericho's great. Every, every time he seems to have a dip in character, people seem to not like him. He's right back. He, find, he finds it again. Oh, See, that's why he's my favorite. Yeah. Fozzie, baby. I'm wearing a Fozzie shirt now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, who do you go- who are you going with? I'm just going to go with Danielson. Yeah. Oh, okay, then. I'm easy. Fair enough. All right, so next uh, we got the uh, one-on-one match for the... It, for essentially, at this point, the AEW Women's World Championship. I don't care if they're... Interim. I don't, yeah, I know it's the interim championship at Tony Storm, but at this point, she, Tony Storm is the real women's champion. Like. Yeah. Thunder Rose ain't coming back. Are you sure? Are we well, sure I'm not that? sure, sure, but it's just like, I mean, come on, like, do people <sighs> want her back? I have no idea, honestly. I've heard mixed yeah. things about her backstage. I've heard, but she's also really good in person. I met her in person. She was really nice. Okay. Personally. But I will say, I, I bet, I, I do have a feeling that she could be very much all about herself. I know that her and Britt Baker are, like, actually not friends in real life. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, Tony Storm. Yeah. And we got uh, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Uh, this match is going to be really good. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this one. As to um, who do I think is going to win, though? Hmm. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Hayter. I'm rooting for Hayter, too. I'm going to be cheering for Hayter, but I think it's going to be Tony Storm, honestly, just retaining yeah. it. Yeah. I'm picking Tony. It's still Tony time. Yep. <laughs> Although it would be great if like Hater actually wins and then Thunder Rosa comes back, Hater still beats Thunder, Thunder Rosa. Rosa. Fuck yeah, that would and, be because that then, would validate and she, Tony's. And then Hater looks over at Britt like that wasn't hard. Like that be you. <laughs> like, like how'd you lose to her? 
Uh, I, I, that was easy. And then Brit, and then that leads to their rivalry. Of course, yeah. Like, was Jamie even, was Jamie even, like, that high rated right now? Or is it just the fact that she was, like, beloved by the people? Like, oh, wait think, a minute. I think, I think, I think people have really gravitated towards her in the past, like, few months, I think. Something that makes me very sad. Hmm. I think power ranking is done. And rankings are oh, yeah. done in AEW. They're not posting anymore. I went to their website, and the last time they posted about power rankings was uh, was for the Wednesday, August thirty first, Dynamite. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of upsets mm. me a little, to be honest. Yeah. They've thrown away their ranking system, which was like the thing that we like that hang that threw in a lot of people. I don't know. So yeah, Tony Storm, you're picking who? Jamie? Um, yeah, I'm picking Hater. Okay. The acclaimed top of the chain that I bet you know the name. Scissor me, daddy. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You mean the acclaimed have arrived. There we go. Okay. Versus swerving our glory for the third time. I don't know what the fuck they do for this third match. I have no idea what they've got planned. All three matches that uh, the other two matches that they've had have been really big bangers, long matches too. Like oh, surprisingly yeah. long and ha- with and surprisingly just awesome. Oh yeah. Awesome matches. And Swerve lost uh, Swerve beat Bowens this week on Dynamite. Yeah, I just yeah, it's been have you noticed that a lot of these champions have been getting pinned lately on TV? I I think I noticed it. Wait, who it's else a got bit pinned? Of an, it's a it's a problem. Wait, who got pinned I, recently? I, also, uh, well, like you just said, Bowens and I, I I was following um this what culture guy Michael Sidgwick on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, and they covered Dynamite. I just realized in the tag team match from this week, also the Sammy and Jericho against Brian and Claudio, Jericho mm-hmm. tapped out. <sighs> yeah. Jericho in a tag out. match. Yeah, this is bec- this is like a really worrying like trend. I like I thought that like like WWE does this constantly because they just don't care. Mm-hmm. But AEW like really should be as presented themselves as the company where they really care about wins and losses actually mattering. Yeah, and ev- like everything being significant. And it's like don't book your champions to lose on free TV. Like it's not a good look. Mm-hmm. Do you know how long it's been since Roman Reigns has been pinned? Uh, like two years. Three years. Three years, right. 2019 was in yeah, his like last Yeah, pre-pandemic, pin. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was pre... I think it was pre-him having cancer again. Yeah. No, wait, that's 2018. That's 2018, my bad. 2018, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, yeah, because that was... 2019, 20... I think he, maybe he, like, lost to Corbin at some point. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right, because, um... He had they to feuded have. for like six months. Yeah. All right. Oh right, that was a feud. I forgot about that. And they led that like the all around the baseball stadium thing. Yep. They eventually won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I'm saying the acclaimed retain. They're kind of the yeah, biggest tag too. team in wrestling right now. Yes. Probably the best. Probably the biggest. We can wrestling. we can move on to uh, what other tag team matches do you want to see against the acclaimed? I mean, FTR is the big one. Mm-hmm. The Young Bucks again, I guess, about this champion. Yeah, this you time. could do the Young Bucks. Uh, hell, you could just do Sting versus Darby. Hardy Boys. No, I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, well, Jeff, I haven't heard anything bad from it's Jeff. It's been five Maybe. months now. Okay. So who knows? That's just me yeah. throwing out a wish. Um, 
Matt Hardy's not even on this pay-per-view, I just realized. No. Is he still- Orange Cassidy's not on this pay-per-view either. No. No, Private private Party would be a good match. A private Party, that okay, that would be fun between those four, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know that they're trying to get ba- uh, Private Party and Matt Hardy back together, actually, now, which I... I Why? I'm, I'm, why why are we still stuck on the Hardy family office stuff? I don't get it. Because we're trying they're trying to end the that office stable thing. The whole storyline got got fucked up because Andrade had to have had to go punch Sammy for real. Well, yeah, well, here's the thing. Just end it. Just don't mention it on TV anymore. That's like Yeah, I guess. You can just drop it. You don't have to ha- not everything has to have a big conclusion. You're right. And if someone asks someone Matt Hardy, like I'm sure come up with this thing of like it's like oh i just declared bankruptcy wait broke matt hardy oh uh, 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 i think so i think so broke and at uh, no forget maybe oh i just got it <laughs> took a sec yeah well let's go on from no no one match left between them Yep. Maxwell the Jacob devil Freeman. Himself. Yep. Fuck him. <laughs> Fucking. He's, I hate him. He's the best, though. I hate him. He's better than you, and you know it. <laughs> mm, I hate you. Just use that very well. You don't know it. Everyone knows it. <laughs> I know it. Uh MJF, as much as I hated him this this time ago, he is going to save AEW. That is my belief. And even and so... It, he's going to rub in everyone's faces. It's going to be so good. Yep. Now, here's the thing. It has to be Eddie Kingston that beats him for it eventually. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, my that opinion. That could be good. Eddie Kingston. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing with, like... It all feels all but inevitable at MJF, he he has to win, technically. Definitely. But I, I genuinely do wonder, and I've been sort of going back and forth about this, it's like, can there actually be a scenario where he actually loses? And I think so, yes. Like, he has kind of come across a little bit as a babyface at times. Not all the yes. time. He's still a jerk, but he kind of strikes some people as someone who could be a genuine good guy at some point possibly i wonder if like this could lead to him you know losing here and eventually trying to become a baby face and trying to do things the right way and that's how he eventually wins the belt in some ways i don't know if i can see that happening because he's just been such a despicable evil bastard yeah throughout all every town he goes to yeah, pretty much. I don't and, know. But at the same time, people are cheering him. I don't know. We were so... It's funny knowing that we saw him at this exact same place literally rip on New Jersey. Yep. And now I'm going to go there again to see him perform and win the belt. Yes. I'm very conflicted. I know oh, I'm yeah. picking him because I know he's going to win it. And that's how they're going to yeah. keep him in the company. I'm, I'm, pick, I'm picking him too. I mean, like... I mean, well, here's the thing. And Moxley is bulletproof. Oh, he is. Yes. So he, he can win and lose a title as many times as, as God intends. Hopefully, he the next time he wins the AEW title, it won't be surrounded by a bunch of drama. A bunch of bullshit, yeah. Exactly. Like his second and third reigns both were. Yeah. And his first title reign because of the pandemic. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> he won it and then, and then the world shut down. Oh. You know, Only a month I can't, later, amazing. I can't yell and blame him though, at least because like, I think that same year he still like topped the PWI 500 or something. Oh yeah, 
yeah, so, he, he was he was the best thing going in wrestling in 2020. And oh yeah, and I think right before that, what was it, Jericho? The year before that with him? Yeah, G- yeah, Moxley. Yeah, Moxley beat Jericho for the world title. Yep. And hey, yeah. I, I gotta say, it makes sense why Roman Reigns is on top right now. <laughs> it just makes oh sense. God, He's yeah. just so good. Absolutely. And and Rollins is. Rollins is back on his back on a back board. on his bullshit just like <clears throat> back Rollins, at the top of his game. Rollins is in the I don't give a fuck anymore type of phase of his career for me. That's what that's what it seems to me because his entrance is like everyone chants it, everyone sings it, and he's like comes to the ring with a jig to it, everything like 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 every step. <laughs> he's he's just having the best time and it's like every like all of his outfits like he looks you look ridiculous. Oh, but he makes it work so well. He makes the yep. work so well. Mhm. Yeah. And um that's all though. Moxley is going to fuck it. I've actually noticed WWE's been posting a lot of clips including that include him. Like they've been oh, posting old about- shit. Yeah, the Shield's, like, anniversary, like, 10th anniversary of the Shield. Oh. They debuted at the tail oh, yeah. end of 2012. I saw the, um, the hashtag recently. It was hashtag Rollins Reigns 10. Yeah, that's right. No Ambrose. No, yeah, no Ambrose. No yeah, they, They've talked about the Shield in general. Yeah, they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so for MJF, I mean, like, what opponents, what babyface opponents do we got? I mean, we got, we got Jungle Boy. Yeah, we, we have the we other four Ricky. pillars. Yeah, we could, Darby Allen. we could have Ricky Starks. Uh, Ethan Page. Ethan Page, okay. Uh, Whoever wins Bones, that tournament. Anthony Bones would be good. Keith Lee would be good. Again, Danielson. Kenny Omega. Heyman. Hangman Page, Omega. Oh, Hangman versus MJF. That'd be a good one. Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be a good pretty rematch. good. I, I'll, and people are going to froth over the mouth over the reminder of when uh, Bret Hart was out there to show off the AEW world title. Oh. Hangman was going to be in contention for that, and MJF just came out and just outclassed everybody with his promo skill. Like right then and there, and made Hangman kind of look bad. I remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, not much has changed. Nope. Between those two, I don't think so. I mean, Hangman's gotten a lot better. I think the only thing that's changed is that Hangman has a baby, and MJF is not a scum single guy. He's good. He's yeah. engaged now. I don't know. It's yeah. personal life type of shit. Yeah, I mean, he not he, wrestling. But MJF said on Twitter, "Ladies, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. You can hit me up. <laughs> oh, I don't get. You don't care. Oof." He's playing him. He's playing him so well. He's playing him like a fiddle. Yes. And uh, I think it's time that we fiddle ourselves out of this. Because I think we got just a few things left to talk about and do. I did yeah, not pretty fill much. out this at all. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I did not fill out what I did in terms of Jared, what are you gaming? Were, were you, Jared, were you gaming? Um, I, did, I don't think I gamed since I got, a, I got that Marshadow last week, honestly. Uh, live yeah. on stream. Yeah, I haven't really yeah. done it, but no. I was about to play. Unfortunately, some I don't have any gaming to note either. Um, I did. I will. I bought my girlfriend God of War for her birthday. Oh wait, Ragnarok, the new one or the new the one? Of course, one? the new one. Okay, Ragnarok. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen a little bit of Ragnarok. Shout out it to looks, her. It looks really good. I I need to like. I need to play uh, the first God of War game. I need to play it because it's like it's like ten bucks on PlayStation Store. 
Oh, I think at this point. Jeez, yeah, get it. I've but... seen it. I've seen it go for pretty low. So, mm-hmm. I've played. I not played. I've watched gameplay of it. I think I got up to the part where the world serpents there or something. Sorry for yeah, the spoiler. Big snake. Big snake. Yeah. But that's all for the. Uh, our, what are we gaming? Because we didn't game. We're not. Mm-hmm. We didn't game enough. No. What I watched, I watched uh, all of the episodes of Transformers Earth Spark, which nice. is the new How show. How did you like it? Uh, I, it's really good. I'm I'm a big fan. Like I went in there kind of like sort of new. I went in with sort of neutral. I'm just like, okay, let's see what this is. And uh, my God, I'm actually pretty impressed. Uh, I won't go into like spoiler details, like major ones, but essentially, um, I just have a few thoughts on it. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, the new character, the new Transformer characters, Twitch and Thrash, uh, the sort of the Earthborn Transformers, they're A plus. They're nice. great. Uh, they're really entertaining. Uh, Twitch is just being like a really entertaining like uh, competition junkie is pretty good. I like how they're actually. Yeah, I like how they're bonded to the like they're they have like an emotional connection to like the kids. Through like the gauntlets and mm-hmm. through like their, they don't share the same like heart, but they can they have like a spiritual connection, mm-hmm. and it actually plays in the story a little bit. Uh, I do want to see. I do hope Twitch and Thrash like continue to appear in different uh, media going forward. Like even like the live action movie, if they continue to do those, I want to see like versions of those two would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, the character reinventions are great. Um, Soundwave is awesome. Um, I like how they even included his uh, cassette bots, actually. Cassette um, bots? From, like, because the original Soundwave turned into, like, a t- uh, cassette player. Right, right. And he would have little minions that would shoot out of his, his tape recorder chest from cassettes that would turn into various different robot modes. Huh. And they actually, like, they reinvented, they still turn into cassettes, and one of the kids goes, like, what even is a cassette? <laughs> Like, because it's like, oh, God. Yeah, the writing oh. of the show is very much. It's it's definitely in, sort of in tune with the fan base, but it's not super referential. Like, there's not a lot of in jokes. That's that's good, I guess. So, yeah. So they, they find the writing, I think, strikes a good balance and has a pretty good sense of humor. Bunch of cute little things. Oh, yeah. Um, I think one of the most interesting is that Megatron and Optimus and they're mm-hmm. working together with um, this uh, human like organization called Ghost which is they are working together to round up like rogue Decepticons causing havoc and Megatron and Optimus have a conversation about like why it's like okay Megatron's like alright the war is over why are we still imprisoning Decepticons like they're prisoners of war like this is not Okay, this is not rehabilitation. Wrong. This is just imprisonment. They they do it's it's really fun to see Megatron and Optimus actually kind of forming a positive relationship again. Um for once because they've like they've always fought for every single show except for this one, which is really nice. Uh yeah, I just the last thing I'll say, I think the fight scenes have been super impressive impressively animated especially the opening one for the last episode uh including megatron grabbing uh, grabbing someone and then using cannon arm to fire backwards to pile drive someone else 
from the sky down to the to, to the ground. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, I, the fight scenes, um, they're kind of few in the season, but I've been really impressed with them. So mm. Earthspark, if you can track it down, I strongly recommend it. Um, it is on Paramount Plus, so it's another streaming service, but um, there is there is more coming. I think there's 16 more episodes coming soon. And then on top of it, there's another season that's already been greenlit so hell yeah yeah so super super good that's what i've been that's what i've been watching what about you me uh i have been catching up on andor oh yeah i i need to still do that i'm gonna do that the the season finale comes out next wednesday um (laughs) i don't know how they're ending it here at this point because it seems like there's still a lot more story to tell yeah or just to continue it's continue to go um i i don't know if i'm loving it i don't know if i'm loving yeah andor's it. kind of a a low-key kind of show it's very slow yeah it, it's and how it does it's like and it's slow and drawn out yeah but i definitely think i enjoy it still i think i would oh, would i recommend it yeah i'd recommend it definitely is it the best star wars product no. no, not if you're not looking for anything that's like, I don't know, if you want lightsabers and such, you're not going to be happy. Yeah, this is about- I, I, I like that. Here's yeah, the thing. I like that we actually have a Star Wars show about like normal people. Exactly. I mean, kind of normal people, which is nice. That's the point. That was the point of Rogue One. That's yep. what people say was one of the best Star Wars movies until, you know, you have the Darth Vader parts, of course. But mm-hmm. not even force users really at all in this show either. No. Just people that are living in the empire in the empire post the Clone Wars. Yeah, and it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it fucking it's a terrible sucks. place to live. Yeah, and they just take more over more and more, and you just gotta steal your way to power. And it's just about people growing growing tired of the minutia and evil ways of the empire too. Mm-hmm. Great castings, I gotta say, great castings, um, including lots. Um, I forget who does uh, the actress who plays Deidre Morrow. Great job, mm-hmm. great stuff. If I have one other thing to talk about, though, I oh I put it in here as well. I put something else. I said that I rewatched Thor: Love and Thunder. It's mm-hmm. just all right. Um, yeah. Mainly, what I say, I'm gonna actually do. do I also watch a lot of H3 podcasts still. Um, sadly, I uh, ended my membership though from their channel because mm. it used to be that you would get like episodes like a day early, basically. Yeah, like because they used to do a lot more pre-recording, but ever since mm-hmm. they had, um, ever since they had their second child, they do all live streams all the time. Mm. And I like, I want to watch, I, like. The point was to get was to get them free and like I get to chat in the chat because I am a member and it's like the chat moves a million miles a minute so it's not even worth it unless you're paying for a unless you're paying for a comment to be read out and um, which actually was funny once they were making fun of Jared Leto and um, my on screen name is is just Jared so uh, they're talking about his cult and I was like hey it is I Jared join my cult. <laughs> And they actually read that. That was a nice, that was a fun thing, but I'll never have another moment like that, I think. Yeah. I don't think so. It was, it was, you, I, got, you, you got I, your shot. You took yeah. your shot. I've had, I've, I've had fun moments and I've enjoyed my time. I still watch, I'm still watching the H3 podcast. I'm just not, 
paying the five dollars a month to be part of their channel and discord server Mm-hmm. and to get an extra podcast i get you ever felt overexposed to content that's how i feel with this podcast because they put out an episode every single fucking day of the week now and i get, i don't need that i need other content yeah too much exactly too much from one thing is is just it's just not you stop enjoying it like i skipped an episode that had like an astrophysicist on recently and i was like that could have been interesting but i skipped it I don't know. They had an episode today, uh, yesterday though, with Howie Mandel, which was hilarious. Mm. Which I don't know if okay. you know about how Howie Mandel accidentally posted a prolapsed anus on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, he was just looking up gross things, and he made a joke of when my friend Neil bent over. This happened. Is it COVID related? Oh, and it's a prolapsed anus. It's oh, he, it was Lord. on TikTok for hours, like oh. half a day. <laughs> And they, that was practically half of what they did. And then at one point they got a professional prolapser to, to, to do it live for him. They didn't show it live on YouTube, obviously, but for Howie, Howie got to see it. Okay. It was wow. hilarious. All right. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun little torture for that. I enjoyed the H3 podcast still. Um, Teddy Fresh for life. And yeah, that's all I got to say. I was going to say I one last thing. I did do a little bit of because I finally read, uh, well, I'm, I'm halfway through reading uh, Transformers The Last Spot Standing. Nice. It's out. I got the trade paperback, and I guess I'll get the big neck. I've been enjoying it. I got, I'll get the one big negative out of the way is that it feels like, it feels like the story is kind of rushed. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel it's only four issues. It's a four issue miniseries, but I feel like half of it is is kind of missing and it's mainly linked to this one character called uh called moon it's this little uh this rabbit character right here mm-hmm. and like oh and uh he or she i can't really show but he or she like they basically the main plot of this is getting towards the end of the transformers they're they're on the verge of extinction Rodimus is the main character, kind of holds up. He goes to this planet and hides there basically to die until more more Cybertronians start to show up. And now Rodimus has to make sure that the town stays safe. Nice. While dangerously low. And basically, like, he's on death's door. And pretty much all the Transformers are because their main energy source is basically gone. So they're on reserves. Damn. But this, uh, this Moon character has, like, basically... This whole speech of it's basically said, is this the world our ancestors gave to us? We were we were the future, but we were swindled by those that devoured our past. It wasn't our decision that robbed us of our dignity. It was the actions of my generation that left my species on the edge of extinction, desperately moving from planet to planet, seeking sustenance enough to prevent us from dying out, but not enough to maintain basic dignity. Can't relate. That's not parallel to anything in real life. No, sir. Um, but this speech is literally the first thing that this character says. This is something that a character <coughs> would say after like a big realization. Yeah. Of like, uh, this feels like character growth, and we kind of just skip. <laughs> Sorry about which that. Which is super weird. That's all right. How you doing? Had water go down the wrong pipe. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I like the art style. Speaking um, of some reading, yeah. though. Go ahead. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I just gotta say uh, something. I bought real quick. Yeah, I, I saw you carry yet. something. What is that? A box hey. set that I ordered of um, 
the three mini comics from Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, Katara and the Pirate Silver, Toph Bay Fong's Mel Bending Academy, and the most recent one that came out this year, Suki Alone. Box set of all three of these. Oh, perfect. Yes, I need to open and still read them because it's still in. So that's all I need to say. Go ahead and give give me some of your notes. Yeah. Basically, the... Basically, the main villains of the of the comic are essentially a ragtag group of remaining Transformers. Most of them having a very interesting uh, common theme throughout them, which I'm not really going to spoil what they are, what that is. But um, when you get to the issue four, you'll see what it is. And basically, they go around to different planets and they are taking living populations and turning them into biofuel. They are basically taking them and like they even say like we are Energon, which is like like yeah. one of the Transformers and all that. That's gone. And like this is this is meant to be like the end of the universe, essentially. The end of the Transformers as a whole. Oh. So it's like there's the last there's one like standing. No, yeah, literally last bot standing. And the way that this this group has managed to survive for as long as they have is don't they've converted themselves to use biofuel as an essence which means literally turning living beings into food essentially cannibalizing them and they even say like like casually like the leader will just go it's like oh yeah okay so we're gonna set up set up the processing plant here the breeding camp the breeding camp is gonna go here since we need to restock and it's it's sick Mm. like it's it's really disturbing honestly and but not in like a sort of like like they don't really dwell on it and it's not like there's nothing graphic being shown it's like okay so this is like how far how this is how bad it's gotten and even to the point where um like rodimus looks up looks up in the night sky and and he just goes like where did all the stars go what and like he's like trying to like map out his where he is via the stars and he's like most of he's like they're all gone you know Sometimes I think the Transformers, like, with their power problems would be solved if they, if a lot more of them had solar power. That's true, yeah. Solar pan, yeah, they should all equip solar panels, yeah. Literally, it's like, that would cause them to really be, like, unstoppable. Yeah, that's true, actually. Huh. Not actually a villain. But, uh, yeah, nice. that, that's, um, what my initial thoughts on Let's Spot Standing. I'm enjoying it, but it feels rushed, and I, I feel like that's kind of because... This is being published the year where I where the comic publisher is losing the license. Oh, so yeah. Well, after like a good like twelve years with, so that's good. So I feel like they kind of had to kind of rush this one out almost. Speaking of rushing things, I think we got to rush ourselves out of here. We've been on yeah. for about two hours now. Yeah, we got a little go. bit under. Yeah, <laughs> thank you all so much for being here. Uh, this was yes. a fun episode. Great stuff, Jordan. I'll let you mm-hmm. take it away, sir. Yes, thank you so, so much for joining us here this week. Whether it was watching us live here on twitch.tv slash JNJ underscore Securacast or listening to the audio recording of this podcast on uh, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, TuneIn Radio, we're on Alexa, Listen Notes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Player FM, we're on Samsung Podcast and Podchaser now as well. And of course, we're always on Podbean at jandjsecurecast.podbean.com. You can listen to all of our previous episodes. Don't forget to share the show. Let us know when you're listening on social media. Tell a friend or trick a friend into listening to our show by telling them it's something else, only to find out that we're cooler.
Yes. You can find us on our Facebook page, which is our main source of information for us. Uh, Facebook.com slash JJSecuracastPod. And follow us on our Twitter and Instagram at JJSecuracastPod as well. Um, don't forget to follow us on our social medias if you like, which you can find on the top left of our screen right now. If you're just listening to the audio version of the show, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JRyan9000. It's Yes. Indeed. And you can follow uh, Autotune over here on Twitter at JGalls1918, Instagram at JGalls15, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash JGalls15. If you're listening to us on Podbean or Spotify or other audio services, make sure to check us out when we're live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash JNJ underscore Securecast. We go live Thursday nights, usually around 7.30, and stay on until around 9. Join us interact in the conversation. Please feel free to email us with suggestions or kind words at jjsecurecastpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Adobe Stock Music for our intro theme and Purple Planet Music for our outro theme. And with that, we have locked up this Securecast for the evening. Gotta rush out of here. Um, Enjoy Full Gear, everyone. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully this goes Mm -hmm. out before Full Gear. Um, And Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um... I don't have much else to say. I'm tired. Yeah, me neither. It's been a long yeah. week. Yeah, it's been long, yeah. And I'm about to, I gotta go to full gear. Yes. It's gonna be a long one. So, you're all lovely out there. Uh, let me flip and open this up, right? Because I didn't even open the music yet. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah, man. What? Yeah, while you're doing that, I forgot to mention. Uh, go for it. Rodimus's alt mode in here is actually not his car mode. It's literally like a horse-drawn cart and buggy. <laughs> Ooh. With because and and you know in like the the like the old west buggies like they got like the big tarp over them. Yeah. Uh when he transforms into robot mode it turns into like his cape. Oh. Which is like a really like That's really nice cool little, design uh, flourish. Like it's yeah. like this here. Transformers with the capes are always more interesting for me for some reason. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Capes are just cool. Yeah, except when you're it's in capes. Except when you're Edna mode, then it's no yes. capes. Yes. No capes. And um, also, and uh, maybe some no music, but that's why we got the music playing right now here for you guys, because we gotta close things out and get out of here. You're all lovely. Get out of town. You gotta get out. Have yourselves a good one. I got reading to do. I got editing to do. I got wrestling to watch. I got an anniversary to go do. Because mm-hmm. uh, me and my girlfriend are celebrating our one year. Yeah. And um, it's gonna be good. Jordan, you got any special Thanksgiving plans other than stuffing your face? Uh, living through stuffing my face? I don't know. Good plan. Trying to live through it. I'll figure something out. I bet. Hell yeah. Excuse me. Couldn't hold that. (laughs) Sorry. Have yourselves a good evening. Burps aside, you're all beautiful and wonderful. Bye! Good night. Whoop.